Hello and welcome to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Don Hibbard. And I'm Courtney Bronze. And each week we bring you conservation topics and events from around the Endless Mountains. Well, we're rounding out the final week of deer rifle season in Pennsylvania. And what would deer season be without talking about the very species that's gotten so much hype in the last month? So, you guessed it, today we're talking about white-tailed deer. I think everyone obviously knows what a deer looks like or, you know, what their habitat is. They live pretty much everywhere in Pennsylvania. So we're going to focus on some of the lesser known things about deer. Yeah. So we'll start out with the history of the whitetail. Whitetails are the most widely distributed large animal in North America. And they're found throughout most of the continental United States, um, also southern Canada, Mexico, Central America, and northern portions of South America as far as Peru. The species is absent from much of the western United States, including Nevada, Utah, and California, but they do have mule deer and black-tailed deer there. So in Pennsylvania, Native Americans depended on white-tailed deer as a source of food and things like clothing, shelter, and goods for trading. And it's estimated that Pennsylvania had 8 to 10 deer per square mile back during those times. So back then, the deer were in balance with their forest habitat. And deer populations were kept in check by large predators, such as mountain lions and wolves, and to some degree, people. Alright, so, you know, due to lack of regulation, uh, the way people hunted wildlife became a serious problem in many states. Uh, And then if you, you know, fast forward to the 1800s, very few deer remained in Pennsylvania. Uh, Extensive hunting to feed the country's growing population... Uh, The lack of enforcement of wildlife regulations, those things were largely to blame. So in 1895, the Pennsylvania Game Commission was formed to protect the state's wildlife resources. The commission established game lands to help restore wildlife populations and also brought deer from other states such as Michigan, Kentucky, uh, to restock. So the organization of deer is largely matriarchal. So although sometimes large groups of deer are seen together in feeding areas or maybe in their overwintering areas, usually this doesn't happen. So the most common social group of deer you'll see is a doe, her fawns, and probably her yearling female offspring. Sometimes three or four generations of related does will be present in a family group. And then once fawning season comes in the spring, does actually become aggressive towards their yearling fawns and chase them away. So once the yearling fawns are chased away, the adult does will go off on their own and have their fawns. Once the yearlings are kicked out, the bucks will often disperse and leave the mother's home range. So here in Pennsylvania, yearling bucks will often travel three to five miles on average, but dispersal movements of more than 40 miles have been observed. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's a long ways. And then the yearling does will remain in their mother's home range and they'll rejoin their mother and her fawns in the early fall. All right, so let's move on to management because, uh, you know, we have to manage the deer population. There's not as many um, predators anymore. You know, the mountain lions, the wolves, they're not managing the deer population. So uh, we have to. We have to step in and, and do our part. So deer populations, they really have to be closely managed so that overpopulation doesn't happen. Uh, when too many deer are in one area, they strip that area of vital habitat. If you've ever taken a walk out in the woods, you'll see a lot of those saplings that are 
they're true down quite a bit or they're even non-existent that's thanks to the deer population we have uh, one study even showed that tree seedling abundance definitely decreases when deer population grows above 5.8 individuals per 0.38 square miles uh, so just another reason to manage the deer herd uh, farmers know there's crop damage involved and uh, if you drive a car you've surely hit a deer in the area um, so many problems associated with overpopulation of deer uh, to help balance the population Pennsylvania Game Commission works closely with the public to identify deer management goals and uh, population control is accomplished through regulated harvest of female deer and by allowing hunters to take a certain amount of antlerless deer in each wildlife management unit population trends can be affected so let's jump into some facts about white-tailed deer because uh, you know we like our facts on this show yeah so the first one is related to white-tailed deer speed so white-tailed deer have been recorded bounding speeds of up to 30 miles per hour through the forest and researchers have found that their jumping abilities are actually even more impressive a study in the Journal of Wildlife Management found that wild deer could jump fences just under 8 feet tall. After the experiment, they surveyed over 150 wildlife biologists who routinely observed deer close to fences and found at least 6 who said they had witnessed a deer jumping a 7.87 foot fence. That's incredible. And when I was looking up some of these facts, you know, like some claim 10 feet, 9 feet, but, um, you know, regardless that's a pretty astounding height so yeah whether you're talking about seven eight or nine maybe ten feet i used to work at the deer farm back in high school and early college you know it was the rule of thumb to have 10 foot fence because they can jump so high well here's another one on average a deer needs about eight pounds of vegetation per 100 pounds of body weight per day so we we're just talking about you know how they consume so much out in the forest that's why uh, they need a lot to live. So a 150 pound deer needs to eat about 12 pounds of food in a 24 hour period over most of the year. You know, that's a lot of saplings, acorns and grass for sure. Like a human, an adult deer has 32 teeth and the wear on an adult's teeth throughout their lifespan can actually indicate how old the deer is. However, a deer has no upper teeth in the front of its mouth. So the space is instead filled with a hard surfaced pad of gristle. Hey, here's another one. Uh, one in 65 female white-tailed deer can grow antlers. Usually only male deer grow antlers, growing as much as an inch per day. Bucks primarily use these appendages to fight for mates. However, there have been rare cases of does growing antlers. Uh, with little odds, a doe may have unusually high testosterone levels uh, and end up sprouting a pair herself. Like males, they replace their antlers each year. So white-tailed deer have a four-chambered stomach, which allows them to digest extremely tough vegetation. So they'll eat quickly without chewing while feeding, and then later they'll cough their food up and chew it again, kind of like cows. Yeah. Uh, deer's eyes actually contain more rods than cones. That means they have sharp night vision, but not very good day vision. All right, well, hopefully you learned something new about the white-tailed deer. So I have to ask, um, how are you making out this deer season? Not very good. Oh, it, it's been a rough season, but I don't know, still 
couple days left. Yeah. How about you? Uh, about the same. I don't hunt nearly as much as you, but um, did get a shot off. Uh, didn't get the deer, but hopefully I'll try again. Um, did get to see uh, some bear tracks and a bobcat. Nice. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty happy seeing you know other other animals out there too. So it's a fun part of hunting. Yeah, definitely. Never know what's gonna walk by. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, a couple more days, and uh, it's fun getting out in the woods, regardless. So. Yep. We'll see what happens. Yep. All right. Well, we do have a couple of events we'd like to mention. So the first one is the NEPA Rail Trail. So they have a couple different things going on in the month of December. They have Walking Mondays. That's at 10 a.m. every Monday this month at the Uniondale Trailhead. They also have Second Saturday's Trail Yoga at 10 a.m. So that's this coming Saturday, December 11th, also at the Uniondale Trailhead. Um, They say wear your boots. They also say they'll have snowshoes if you need them. Um, Looking at the weather Saturday, I don't think you'll need snowshoes. Maybe a rain jacket. They're also having a full moon hike on December 18th at 6 p.m. at the Union Dell Trailhead. So for more information on any of these events or to register, you can contact them at 570-679-9300 or you can also visit nepareltrails.org. Alright, the other event that we'd like to mention is uh, Tis the Season for Festive Lights. So Tall Pines and Stonehenge. If you haven't been to those places, go check them out. They have the uh, the Festival of Lights or the Forest of Lights. Uh, Tall Pines Forest of Lights is located at Tall Pines Players Club in Friendsville. And that's open to the public from November 26th all the way to December 31st. It's a one-mile trail of lights. It's $25 for a car, up to eight people. And Stonehenge Festival of Lights, that's located at Stonehenge Golf Course down Tunkhannock. Uh, the Festival of Lights, that's an annual drive through Christmas light display. We were there last year, and uh, that takes visitors on a 2.5-mile journey. And you'll go around the whole golf course. And that one's open through December 31st as well, and it is not open on Christmas Eve. That's $25 a vehicle Monday through Thursday and $30 a vehicle Friday through Sunday. So check those out. Well, I guess that does it for today's show. If you have questions related to our shows, you can contact the Conservation District by calling 570-782-2105. If you missed a portion of today's show, you can go to our website, www.suscondistrict.org, and find our Conservation Corner page with past episodes, links to information about past episodes, and a contact form where you can reach out and ask questions or make comments about the show. You can even suggest ideas for future shows. You have been listening to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Courtney Bronze. And I'm Don Hibbert saying, enjoy the outdoors. <laughs>